At Idea Public Schools, we're more than K-12 schools that are open to all students. We're dreamers. We're scholars. We're creators. We're leaders. We're the future. And our success starts now. Apply to attend Idea Public Schools for the 2022-2023 school year by visiting ideapublicschools.org slash apply. Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zernio and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zernio. And welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel. Carol's executive director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation, a member of the Ray's Family Caregiving Advisory Council under the Federal Department of Health and Human Services. And not too long ago, they sent their comprehensive list of recommendations to Congress for consideration. She has a master's degree in social gerontology, nearly 30 years experience in the field of aging and caregiving, and one of Next Avenue's top 50 influencers on aging. And it is always a privilege and an honor to talk with you, Carol, and welcome you as our co-host on Caregiver SOS On Air. We've got a great topic today dealing with home care and why that's so important. Well, it's such a timely topic because, you know, we're, we're at this weird phase within COVID where sometimes it's difficult to find people to work in the home, um, we are, if it's new to us, we may have unrealistic expectations. So it's, it's a great topic to have for any caregiver. Most of us at some point are going to have home care involved in the care of our loved one as well. With the privilege to introduce our special guest, Andrew Morgan. Andrew Morgan is a physical therapist, nearly 20 years of clinical experience, earned his master's and doctorate degrees in physical therapy from UT Health and 2002 and 2013, respectively. Andrew has been working for Home Care Dimensions as Director of Therapy Services and Alternate Administrator uh, since back in 2017. Prior to COVID, he was a regular speaker at WellMed Senior Centers, talking about things like falls prevention and role of exercise and how that plays an important role in our lives. Andrew is passionate about fitness for seniors and affectionately refers to patients as geriatric athletes. He also is an excellent cook and is taking that to the next level as part of his campaign to raise money as the hope to be man of the year for the Leukemia Society. And Andrew, it is great to have you with us. Thank you, Ron. It's great to be here. Um, that was a, uh, <laughs> a great introduction. I appreciate that. Well, it's, it's, it's nice and you've been a great guest over the years. Talk to us first about the importance of home health care and what we don't know about it. You know, I'll start prior to COVID. I think a lot of people, you know, really just didn't understand. Um, you know, they they would say home health, home health care. They they might be confusing that with like provider services. Uh, you know, as opposed to you know bringing, um, you know, nursing, uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech language pathology into the home. Since co- since the COVID pandemic. I think a lot more people and and a lot a lot of people at a younger age are becoming more familiar with home care 
because there has been a, a humongous need because of the stresses that were placed on the hospitals to get patients out of the hospital into their home. And then, you know, providers like Home Care Dimensions could come in, uh, you know, to take care of to take care of people when they, you know, were past, you know, those those, um, you know, ICU acute intensive uh, type moments. What are the kind of services that can be provided at home? Uh, well, uh, we can, you know, on the skilled nursing side, we, we do, uh, you know, uh, wound care, you know, if somebody has a Foley catheter, um, you know, changing those things out, um, you know, as, as those need, need to be changed, um, uh, just something as simple as going over medications. Um, you know, I say it's simple, but I'm, I'm in the industry, but that can be, you know, if you've got, if you've just come out of the hospital and you have 15, 20 new medications, that can be daunting. Um, um, so, you know, helping, you know, provide, you know, med teaching, or as I like to call it, med education, um, I apologize. That's no, that's good. <laughs> but um, and then on the you know like on the occupational therapy side, um, our, our occupational therapists will come in and work on activities of daily living, helping with things like dressing, bathing, um, grooming, physical therapy, uh, fall prevention, um, and then uh, you know on the COVID side, it was with with that with that patient population it was an entirely different you know just getting people back to their their norm uh but doing it safely and then you know speech language pathology provides um you know it's not just speech it you know which was what it says but um also swallowing assessment they can do bedside swallow studies help retrain the muscles that are responsible for for swallowing um and and um, also cognition. So it's a, it's a myriad of services that we're able to bring to the home. I want to come back to falls prevention in a moment, but for folks who may have just joined us, you're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host Carol Zerniel, and we're talking with Andrew Morgan, a doctor in physical therapy, talking about ways in which home health care can make a difference in your life. When Andrew and I first met, true story, I had been home for a couple of days after knee replacement surgery, and he came in as the physical therapist from Home Care Dimensions to begin to uh, help me get that knee up and working. Uh, and uh, he was a pretty good taskmaster, as I recall. <laughs> um, so, you know, PT, some people think that stands for pain and torture, physical terrorist, um, physical torturer. I, I've been called a lot of different things over the years. But you got me up and moving, and that was the important part. That that is the important part. You know, you have you, it's with knee replacements. You have to get them moving right away. Um, and, and the other thing, although neither of us will win an Academy Award, uh, we did a short video for WellMed, in fact, on how to get in and out of a bed when you are in in certain ways immobilized. We we did do that, and you know, I'll say the the good thing is we don't we don't need to worry about Academy Awards because you have been a patient and. I'm actually a physical therapist, so, you know, I don't have to worry about playing one on TV. Well, what is the trick about getting into a bed? It would seem like we do it all the time. <laughs> you know, that I, I would say that's probably the biggest thing when it comes to, you know, PTOT, uh, SLP, is it is a lot of the things, especially in home care, that we do take for granted. Um, getting in and out of the bed can seem very simple until you know, you've had, 
you know, maybe you've had a laparoscopic surgery and, you know, abdominal muscles have been cut through. Now you've got pain and you don't have that core strength that you're used to. Um, you know, just describing it over the, you know, over the, 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 the zoom cast, um, getting the trick to getting out of the bed is, you know, really knowing how to get in and out of the bed properly, rolling onto your side, dropping your feet first, and then the weight of your legs will help bring up the, the top part of your body. Um, um, so it's, I, I describe it like a seesaw. Well, what I love what you're describing because there's there's so much benefit to those kind of small helpful hints that are not intuitive for most people. The little tricks we don't realize uh, the tricks of getting in and out of bed, or you know, some bathing somebody who can't get in and out of bed. I mean, there's just so much. Uh, occupational therapists and and physical therapists, you know, philosophically, your role has changed. Over the years, when I started 30 years ago, we didn't even offer it to people who had dementia because they, the thought was they weren't going to get any better. But that's not the case anymore, right? You, you know, you help work with people to just to maintain, much forget getting well, but just to maintain and not lose. That's Has that changed since you've been practicing? So the, the idea of maintenance therapy, that's, it's not really new anymore. Um, that's been around since 2007, 2008. Um, you know, now understanding what maintenance therapy is, um, you know, in a nutshell, it, it's something that takes the, the skills of a physical therapist or occupational therapist or speech language pathology. In other words, it's stuff that wouldn't normally be able to be done, um, um, you know, where, where I can't teach someone else. So I, you know, I, I could teach uh, a non, you know, a non, uh, a non skilled provider how to do something like basic range of motion. But there are other aspects of, of what we do, you know, getting into things like gait training, um, you know, the actual correction of how somebody is walking that, that can impact safety that isn't something that I can necessarily train somebody else to do. And you had mentioned something called SLP, and I'm not sure what that was. Oh, I'm sorry, speech language pathology, commonly referred to as speech therapist, but the the, the formal term is speech language pathologist. And for those who need that kind of help, uh, where do they go for it? Um, well, you know, WellMed, we, we get home care dimensions. We're certainly part of we're, we're part of the the WellMed family. Um, and we provide all of those services in the home. Um, you know, our services do have to be ordered by a physician. Um, you know, that, that's, that's the, you know, the, when you get into the regulations of it, uh, but, but, you know, that, that, that's certainly a primary way within the home. And then even on the outpatient side, all three of those, all, all three PTOT and SLP are all offered on the outpatient side as well. And I want to talk a bit about falls prevention in just a moment. And for those of you who are with us, uh, you're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel. And we're talking on our Caregiver SOS on air hotline with Andrew Morgan. He's got a doctorate in physical therapy from UT Health. Thanks for joining us on Caregiver SOS on air. The WellMed Charitable Foundation would like to remind you it is important to stay connected while social distancing 
caregiver's stress may be higher now, and specialists are available to talk with. There's no question that we are living in not normal times, but whether the new normal will be the old normal is yet to be seen. So if you are troubled, if you are feeling stressed, ask for help. Services are provided at no cost. See more at caregiversos.org. Hello. Thank you for sticking with us right here on Caregiver SOS On Air. We're talking about the importance of home care, talking about physical therapy, occupational therapy, language therapy, risk of falls, and managing daily living activities, and a whole lot more. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, and we're talking with Andrew Morgan. He has a doctorate in physical therapy. And Andrew, we know that seniors are at great risk for falling. First of all, why? And second of all, what do we do about it? Well, uh, you know, the why can, there's a myriad of reasons. Um, it could be something as simple as how the house is laid out, you know, throw rugs, the, um, uh, you know, things in the bathroom, bath mats that aren't non-skid. Uh, the bathroom is the number one place where people do fall. Um, uh, but you know, bathroom, uh, the, the not having grab bars or the proper equipment within the bathroom, uh, th- those are the, the simple ones. Then you start getting into the more complicated things, the age related things, um, vision, uh, deteriorating, um, something like continence. Um, I, 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 it, I as you mentioned earlier, I describe patients as geriatric athletes, and there, there's a, a big argument that I like to make that, you know, especially as you get older, getting to the bathroom is a sporting event. I mean, think about it. You have a goal time. You know, the goal is to get there on time. Um, you have a starting gun that goes off and it's a sporting event. You know, you've got to, to walk, you know, that's involving, you know, musculoskeletal strength. It's involving cardiovascular. But then when you add in things like, macular degeneration or cataracts um, or diuretics uh, diuretics um which is just going to make make that sporting event even more prevalent uh arthritis medications to manage all of those things uh, you know those medications have complicating factors um you know all of that all of that is going to have a role to play but when you get down to it, so many of these, you know, a, a number of our quote unquote age related changes. And the reason I do air quotes on that is I don't think they're caused by age. They're correlated with age and with age, unfortunately, we generally become inactive. And you mentioned, you, go ahead. Pardon me, you mentioned the bathroom is the most frequent area for falls. It's also incredibly hazardous because there's so many hard things you can hit. Yes. Um, and, and, and so that, that's, that there's hazards in the bathroom that cause the falls, and then there's hard things that you hit that cause problems with the falls. And can so, you teach people how to fall safely if they're about to go down? We, we do that. Um, we, we try, you know, obviously we try to, we, we try to help you avoid falling in the first place. Um, and and the, you, you asked wh- how we avoid it. Well, one of the major ways is going to be through exercise, um, building up, up strength um, in the, in particular in the gluteal area, that's the buttocks. 
Um, got, got to build that up. Um, you know, the, the benefit there is in the event you're more, you're, you, you'll become less likely to fall if you're stronger. And if you have, you know, muscle strength and you have, you know, you're exercising regularly, then you will be less likely to fall. And in the event that you do fall, you're less likely to get injured. And in the event that you get injured, you're going to have a faster recovery. So, you know, we work on all of those things. Um, I always take patients into the bathroom to, to practice getting in and out of the bathtub or shower, getting on and off the toilet. Um, those are, you know, again, things we take for granted, but are very important. Carol? Well, and while we're talking about falls, uh, one uh, issue that a lot of caregivers don't know is that falls become more prevalent with people with dementia. So at some point, people who have some sort of dementia, we all learned how to walk when when we were small and it becomes automatic. But as we lose memory and as our brain loses its capacity and executive function, it's very common for people to fall if they have dementia. Uh, and, And so building up that strength, that's one of those preventive things that you can do is is helping your loved one while they're still cognitively intact before the dementia gets too bad is to work with them to help build up that strength uh, and, and do as much as you can uh, to keep them safe uh, before they start forgetting. But, but don't get surprised if your loved one falls and they have dementia. And then yeah. the elephant in the room with or without dementia, uh, Andrew Morgan, is balance. Yes. Keeping it, losing it, maintaining it. Well, and that's, you know, strength is a component of, of, of that, but outside of strength, um, you're starting to get into, you know, different sensory input. Um, you know, I, I will say I developed, um, I was doing a triathlon a few years back and it was very cold weather. My feet had actually gotten numb and, um, you know, I had ridden, you know, ridden my, done the swim, done the bike. And I got off the bike and it was about, I was about 20 minutes into the run before I could start feeling my feet again. And as I was doing that, I realized this is what my diabetic patients with neuropathy deal with every single day. And it was very disconcerting just thinking about, oh, if I step on an acorn while I'm out on this run, I'm going to turn an ankle um, and just the role that that was playing in balance. So, um, you know, getting your ears checked, that's going to be very important. The part of the brain that controls the balance is, is there, you know, you know kind of just behind the inner ear. So something like earwax buildup, that can have an impact on balance. Well, and, and, you know, something else to add is the actual fear of falling may cause you to fall because you probably know, Andrew, people will start doing things to keep from falling that cause them to fall, like shuffling their feet, like reducing their activity. I might fall. I'm not going to do that. And when they reduce their activity, they've just done the opposite of what you said. And that's, you know, get more activity, keep those muscles going. And don't shuffle your feet. You're, you're far more likely to fall if you're shuffling your feet. You're going to catch your foot on, on something, whether it's a stair or even just, just you know, tile grout um, it can be something that, that, that becomes a hazard. And having said that, Carol, I think it's also true that if you've fallen, you do think and fear you'll fall again. And the fact is, people who fall do fall again. That is yeah. absolutely true. You took the words right out of my mouth. And, and part of that is that fear of falling. And so 
places that there, there are programs that help you address the fear of falling. So Matter of Balance is an evidence-based program where you can learn psychologically about the fear of falling and also get some introductory exercises to help build balance and strength. Uh, and it, it addresses holistically all of those things that Andrew was just talking about. I'm the guy who did fall uh, shortly after coming home from a hospital a visit. I, I was dizzy. I fell, broke an ankle. And it, it's something that I do think about from time to time. Yeah. And, you know, you just, it's kind of like falling off your bicycle. You, you, you've got to get you've back, got to up, get back get, up. You really do. There, there's, no, there's no easy way around it. When you yeah, talk no. about exercise, and that's something that uh, home care dimensions and physical therapists can help you with, what is the exercise you, you, you recommend and what's the best way to begin it? Well, my go-to is going to be a squat, a proper squat. Why is that? Because, you know, a lot of people think squats, oh, they're bad for you. You shouldn't do them. No, actually, squats are probably the most functional exercise around. Every time you get on and off of a chair, on and off the toilet, every time you bend down to pick up that cast iron skillet, you should be doing a squat. And, you know, you, you'd want to get started, whether it, you know, you have, pain is sometimes might be a limiter, um, but but, you know, customizing it the way that I get my patients started is, okay, if you're using a walker and you can only bend a third of the way down and do it properly, then okay, that's, that's your starting point. Um, um, you know, I really customize how I, I say squat, but I customize exactly how the patient should be doing it and then progress from there. Now, before we lose time and we're coming toward the end of the program, I want to find out about uh, your effort to become a Leukemia Society's Man of the Year. What is that all about? So um, thank you for bringing that up. Um, um, last year, uh, uh, WellMed asked me if I would consider being the, the candidate for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society Man of the Year. And, um, you know, I'm really grateful that this is a project, a, 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 an organization that, that WellMed has chosen to support the WellMed Charitable Foundation and, and United Health Group support this. Nobody knew my story, and I don't even know if you you know my, my story, Ron, but I've been involved with LLS, Leukemia Lymphoma Society, since 2012. Um, I mentioned doing triathlons. I've, I've twice raised funds um, through, through the Leukemia Lymphoma Society's um, endurance training program called Team, Team and Training. But I got involved after um, a very close friend of mine. Uh, he was a physical therapist assistant. His name was uh, Bobby Fernandez. He had been dealing with a sinus infection, um, which he thought had turned into bronchitis. He'd been dealing with this for like 10 days, two weeks. And unfortunately, like many caregivers, um, you know, he didn't pay attention to his symptoms. His, his wife was a nurse and, and you hear me using past tense. Right. Um, so you can see where this is going. He, he went into the hospital and um, went into the hospital. He called me on his way. And I said, Bob, you sound like you've got, you've got walking pneumonia. He says, don't say that. So I'm on a way to a hospital right now. He goes into the hospital and he called me back a couple hours later. And I could tell that something very bad had happened and Bob had been diagnosed with AML subtype leukemia, um, a, acute myo something that it's got a lot of names, but it's a very aggressive form of leukemia. Um, 
he spiked a fever and they wound up having to intubate him. I believe it was the next day, maybe two days later. And he, from the time he was diagnosed to the time he died was nine days. And I remember the last time I talked to him, I said, you know, he, he I, when he told me that, that he had been diagnosed with leukemia, he said, he said, Andrew, I'm scared. And I said, Bobby, I'm scared for you. And, you know, unfortunately, I didn't come up with something more profound to say, because that was the last time he and I spoke. Um, he was intubated the next day. Um, and yeah, he died nine days later. So um, I got I got involved with LLS. No one from WellMed even knew about that when they asked me to do this. And before I even knew what I was committing to, I said yes. <laughs> so now I'm in it uh, to win it. And what do you have to do to win it? So we're, we're raising money. We will start raising money officially on April 7th. It's a 10-week campaign. It goes through the middle of June. Um, there will be lots of information, certainly around WellMed. Um, um, I've organized, I'm, I'm in the, working with the Charitable Foundation, going to be doing a, a cooking, uh, a cook-along. Um, it will be a live cooking event, but I'll be kicking things off on April 8th. I'll be cooking omelets for four hours in front of Home Care Dimensions. Um, $25 donation um, uh, goes, goes for that. So um, um, yeah, got a great team Bingo. together and we're trying to raise some money. Well, we will follow this and we've got to stop you right here. Flat out of time. Good luck with that and do it for Bobby. I Thank will. you, Andrew Morgan. And for my co-host, Carol Zerniel, I'm Ron Aaron. Talk with you again soon right here on Caregiver SOS On Air. Executive producers for Caregiver SOS On Air are Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron. Our associate producer is Christy Romero. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on Caregiver SOS On Air. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air, an exclusive presentation of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. We welcome emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Join co-hosts Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron next week for more on caregiving, improving the health and well-being of caregivers and their care recipients everywhere. For more on caregiving and podcasts of our programs, visit caregiversos.org. Calling all women. Did you know a birth control pill does not need estrogen to prevent pregnancy? Slind Birth Control is over 98% effective and is estrogen-free. So if you're interested in avoiding unnecessary hormones or you have a health reason to steer clear of estrogen, it's time to say goodbye to estrogen and hello to Slind. Hello to a flexible window to catch up on a missed pill and hello to periods on a schedule. Do not take Slind if you have kidney problems, reduced adrenal gland function, cervical cancer, or any hormone-sensitive cancer, liver disease, or unexplained vaginal bleeding. If these happen with Slind, stop and call your doctor. Before taking Slind, tell your doctor if you may be pregnant or have had blood clots, stroke, heart attack, high potassium in your blood, diabetes, or depression, which can lead to possible serious side effects. Say goodbye to estrogen and hello to Slind. Talk to your doctor or visit Slind.com. 